Welcome to The Build Show, the only show that goes the whole ten and a half yards. Not just nine. My name's Anthony. And I'm Zach. I'm Jose. Welcome, Jose. And clearly, we don't just go the nine yards, we go the whole ten, ten and a half yards. Because technically, in football, a first down is actually ten yards. So, like, why in the heck... That's true. So, why would you go nine yards and, like, fall short? It's like, oh, I'm going to... I'm gonna do everything, but just I'm just gonna fall short just, just a little bit. Just barely short. Yeah. yeah, it's like doing enough it's work. Assuming to... you've already done something. Right. It's like it's like I'm gonna do enough work to feel like I accomplished something, but you didn't really do anything. Yeah. You still fell. Who knows? You fell short just barely. Because if it's fourth and ten, you still have to. You still lose your downs. Where does that sentence come from? That makes no sense now. I don't know. I have no idea. I think maybe it was soccer or something. Fake football is what I like to call it. This is what we get know. for not researching anything. That's true. Yeah. Please don't hurt us. <laughs> Well, I don't know, but, you know, what does football sound like? You know, it sounds like a roaring stadium, and then, you know what they're all shouting? They're all shouting two words. Theme Welcome, welcome, everybody. As always, let's begin in prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of today. We ask you to bless this podcast. Bless Anthony and Jose and myself. Make us docile to your spirit. Open us to receive your word and your will. Speak into our hearts that we might love you completely, and we might love our neighbors as we love you, that we would share the gifts that you've given us with others. Please bless this conversation. Mother Mary, we ask you to intercede for us as together we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. St. Teresa of Avila, pray for us. St. Thomas Aquinas, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, welcome, Jose. Welcome. This is, Thank you, gentlemen. Today we have uh, Jose on the podcast. He's one of the uh, seminarians here at the Nazareth House. He joined at the time that actually you joined a little bit before me. You joined in in the summer, right? The summer of 2021. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, hey, want to introduce yourself? Give us a little bit of background on how you got. Where did you here. come from? How did you get here? Who are you? Oh, my name's Jose Sorry, Lamb. That was uh, <laughs> oh yeah, did we do last names? I just did. No, last yeah, name. you can do last. It's, <laughs> um, it's personal preference. I, to you. I'm from Phoenix, Arizona. I went to high school here, and I went to college in Virginia. Um, I've been Catholic, I've been practicing Catholics for seven years, um, and the Lord has worked very much in those seven years. Um, and so now I'm here, so do I give my... Sure, yeah, go for it. All right. Yeah, so I, it's, uh, in high school, that's where I started to have a desire to go to, uh, seminary. Uh, Father Sullivan, uh, postponed that for four years, very wisely, um, and so now finally after college, I'm now in, uh, seminary. Um, yeah. That's, that's awesome. That's it. So to get a sense to like, what, how old are you just for everyone to know? 22. 22. So you said you went to college, so you have a degree, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. What, what'd you get a degree in? Uh, it's, it's the, it says liberal arts. I majored in philosophy. So it's basically a philosophy degree. Very nice. So he's very smart. He's very smart. Yeah. So he actually... He has, he has great knowledge on, on um, philosophy, duh, but just I feel like he's able to apply that with the faith and everything. So um, 
what, what are we talking about then today? What's what do you got? What do you today I yeah yeah, I want to talk about uh, vocational discernment. Um, so that's been on my mind since well in later high school, um, and it's always kind of especially as like learning about the faith and philosophy and Saint Thomas Aquinas, um, it's kind of uh, there seemed to be like a conflict or something not connecting between the the way in which I hear that we hear so much of like how discernment is done. Um, how it's something you have to discover. Um, that's never seemed to, to pair what, well with um, just uh, what our faith teaches and uh, mm. uh, in philosophy and theology. Um, and so, yeah, just want to talk about that. Nice. 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 Before we do that, though, some anti-mustard. Oh do you want to reverse your medication? Go for it. If you've got something, make it. Okay. Go for it, yeah. So, so been, been up to a lot. Last time you guys heard from me, I had, I had COVID, which is, there's nothing great to share about that. I just have COVID. Uh, but I did, I did go and visit the all-girls high school uh, here, at, uh, here in Phoenix at Xavier High School with our own very own Father Glenn, who's the chaplain there. Woot woot. And a great time. It, I met a lot of faculty, met a, lot of, uh, met a couple of students. I didn't meet, uh, didn't meet that many students. But I met a lot of the faculty and got to talk with them and got to sit, on, sit in on a, the, on a theology class. And, and actually, they went over uh, the, the Into the Breach document and everything, which was really cool. And so I also got to answer questions from freshman girls for the entire like 40 minutes, which was an absolute blast. Just a great time, a lot of graces. Got to, got to have just a deep desire for fatherhood there, and and seeing the fatherhood that uh, Father Glenn uh, bestows as well. Just I, I love um, school and campus ministry. It is such a joy for me. But yeah, that's that's been the gist of what I've been up to. I don't know. I kind of blanked on everything else I've been doing this past that's month. That's awesome. What about you, Zach? I'm gonna steal one that I think that I think you might have forgotten. We uh, we're taking a blacksmithing class. Oops. Yeah. Oh uh, man, it's I really forgot. great. That's uh, we're Anthony and Luke and my younger brother Ben, and I are all taking a blacksmithing class. So we've been spending some money and some amounts of time, money. and we've developed a new hobby. And we may have yeah, we have too many hobbies, but. We are taking a blacksmithing class. We purchased a forge that we now have at the Nazareth house, uh, and we're getting ready to make some some weapons or some large letter openers since we can't technically make weapons. So yeah, they're not allowed you know, on things, campus. Large unsharpened pointy objects are not classified as weapons. So we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Um, but that's what we've been up to and what we will be up to because it's a time-consuming hobby as well. We've discovered it, it is. Yeah. So <laughs> aside from Wednesdays when we have class, we it takes a lot of time actually, but it's a lot of fun. So. Stay tuned for some projects and things like that. I'm sure there will be more to come in the realm of fiery, burning metal objects. Absolutely. So. Well, anyways, we'll jump right into this. I'm really curious to see your take on uh, on vocational discernment and just just kind of what, what your thoughts on it and everything like that. Especially with you're one of the only guys here in the house. I, I mean, I'm harping on this. But the only one, of the, one, one of two of the guys in the house who has a degree in philosophy. So you have you know how to think is uh i guess is the best way to put it so i would love to love to hear your thoughts on this and just you know because we we are a discernment podcast indeed but we've never had an expert um is is what i've seen we've had we've had father will and we've had we've had a couple people but i would love to hear your thoughts maybe that's the first question is are you an expert on discernment yeah are you an expert on discernment that is a good question i don't know i think i'm yeah i mean i'm not really i didn't invent anything you know (laughs) 
I'm not discovering new things. It's really just kind of what we've received over the years and how the different saints have come to their vocations and uh, St. Thomas and how just how he puts it into words and just how simple it is um, and how the Lord works in such an intimate way. And it doesn't have to necessarily be all like sparkly or like all uh, uh, like sensational and... Um, so is it yeah. very, is it, you're kind of talking from the perspective of St. Thomas Aquinas in particular, right? And the kind yeah, of his method but, of discernment? But it um, is really how the church, or just how you see different saints just doing it. Just, just how they how they respond to the Lord's call. Um, and it all began, right, with St. Andrew and St. Peter, you know, first responding. Uh, they just drop their nets and they go. Yeah. True. It's that, it, that's it. Yeah. Um, and really that's the model. So it's not like the saints were like discovering anything new or like finally figuring out how to you know respond to God's call. Um, it's just always mm-hmm. it's always been there. How would you define discernment? Yeah. So I think um, I think that's a that's probably the initial problem is I don't think that's the right word. Oh. Okay. Yeah. How? So, yeah. Yeah. Tell me more. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I keep so so for discerning, um, discerning implies you're trying to figure out, trying to come to a point of certainty about something in the future. Right. And in this case, we're talking about vocation. So you're trying to become, you're trying to get to a point of certainty where you have a, a certain knowledge of what you're being called to, whether that's priesthood or married life or religious life um, in the future. Right. You're, you're trying to pursue that. Um, and that's where we err uh, because vocation, especially with priestly life or religious life, is a matter of grace. Um, this is beyond the natural realm. In the natural realm, we can know things with certainty. In the supernatural realm, we cannot know things with certainty. We believe things by faith. Um, so that's the first. That's the okay. first problem. Is we should not be using the word discernment. Interesting. What word would you use instead? Because I know, like, it's it's a term that's really like thrown around, like. Everyone loves discernment. I, I think you remember when John used to talk about like. Every- said, as soon as discernment became popular, no one's made a decision. Exactly, which like, is a, I think a great quote because it's totally true. Everyone likes yeah, to that's good. say that yeah. they're discerning things and and you know make the, the it makes them feel good that like it's they're gonna come to a decision. So yeah, that's a great question. Is what is the right word, um, and and what is it and what does it mean and like because then if it's discernment's not the right word. What is what is our topic? What is that word that uh, that we're we're discussing? We're breaking. Yeah, over. yeah. No, that's good. I I'm not a, I'm not such a big fan. I I think definitions are helpful. Or, you know, using good t- right terms. But I think just images are just for me. They're, they're, they communicate the best. Yeah. And so just going back to that image of Andrew and John or Andrew and Peter, uh, just dropping their nets and just going, not thinking about. Oh, is this you know what God wants us to do or things? Yeah. Um, you just go, um, and so with vocation, is it about discernment? No, it's about responding to the vocation. It's about acting, right? Both um, vocation comes from the Latin vocare to call, and every call requires a response. Um, it's not about. And I mean, like, just think about that in, in practical terms. It's almost like if you're talking to someone. Um, you don't spend a whole bunch of time first thinking about what you're going to say. No, there's like a, there's a naturalness to it. And by God's grace, we're given what we need to respond immediately. Because um, again, this is all in the realm of grace. This is all in the realm of grace. Um, it's grace that keeps us there. It's, 
God's grace that, that brought us to be in the seminary in the first place. Um, so, yeah, I just like that image of just dropping the nets and just going, right? Or in the case of uh, James and John, right, in the boat just next to Andrew and Peter, uh, right? They, they leave their father, right? They don't ask him. They don't, they don't talk to him like, hey, Dad, what's your advice? You know, they just, they just go because the Lord is pulling, God willing, them in the direction of going to the priesthood or going to religious life. So, so you're saying that we're talking about a response to God's call is kind of what this is. Yes. What happens, and, and I don't know if I'm straying off a little bit from the, from the topic, but what happens before? Like where? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think the, the golden rule for this is uh, charity. Uh, charity leads to vocation. And in fact, vocation serves charity. Um, so what does that mean? So that means for the life of any Christian, and everyone's called to this, um, we're to live a life of charity because charity is uh, the love of God in us. And it's also, St. Thomas Aquinas says, charity is friendship of men for God. It's, it's what binds man to God. Um, but it itself is a gift from God. So Vatican II, right, talks about uh, the universal call to holiness. Mm -hmm. This is exactly what that's talking about. It's all about charity. It's not about you getting to the priesthood. It's not about you getting to religious life or married. It's about in the now, living, living out that charity. Figuring out how am I called to love. How am I called to love right now? Not in the future, right now. Okay. It's when we get stuck in the future where we cease to be able to live out that charity now. And again, that charity isn't just, um, it, it, again, it's, it's God really in us and we're in God. So it's not just I happen to be in a state of grace and I do good things. No, it's more, it's more dynamic than that. It's more intimate than mm -hmm. that. Um, it's really God you know, kind of energizing us or, or being the, the one directing us, so to speak, and us really cooperating with that. Um, so the golden rule is really charity because with that, with that in, in comes necessarily just this, you know, it's communion with God already. And he's going to bring us where we need to go. And we don't need to try and, because this is really us taking control when we start to think, oh, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? Yeah. You know, that's us trying to control. And that's, that's not surrendering to divine providence. Um, and so it's just really important to just name that. Um, but yeah, the, the golden rule is charity leads to vocation. And again, charity isn't just my, my, how great I am. Again, friendship, it's friendship with God. Um, and it manifests itself in how we love others, right? Because mm -hmm. God's possession is the whole earth. Um, and so we love others because we love God. That strikes me as like the, the theme of trust is, is keeps jumping out when I'm hearing this. Like, I mean, yes. especially it's such an American thing to want to plan for what comes next. You know, like, we're always talking about how, you know, like, we're always looking for, we're always trying to find the next best thing, you know, everyone's, like, the new fad sort of thing, and that's like, that's sort of the antithesis of discernment. Yes. Uh, because, like you said, it's, you're searching for that control. You want to know, you want to be prepared, but, again, like, charity happens, like, exactly like you're saying, charity happens now. And so, what, what do you think about that? I think, like, even just, like, the, just the level of trust kind of being impl implied there. You're right. It's crazy. It definitely... 
100% like has a connects to the American culture of like of us being productive I think is a great word of like, oh yeah we, we need to be productive and and like you said having trust in something past the the past ourselves where in American culture it's like I need to I need to succeed in myself where it's like where the the whole narrative is like if I work hard enough I get uh, I if I've been productive enough, I yeah, right. can succeed in the um, quote-unquote American dream. Uh, it's kind of like what you're that. So you're you're just talking about like a it's cool like a complete surrender to of yourself to um, to the Lord and charity. And I would love to hear you maybe break open a little bit more of like like yes, like so charity is us living out that love to then be connected to our vocation in the now is what I'm is what I'm hearing yes. and. You know, really, how does how does living out? So we've got up top charity, and then what that is is living out love. But then what's like that other like that other explanation of like what is what it encompasses of living out that love? Yeah, good question. What are we doing, and and how? I mean, obviously, like we're loving, but like what what's the essence of that? If someone's like, okay, what do I need to do? Like, how 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 can I I live this call? Right, right. How can I live this? How can I respond to this call? Because we don't all have fishing nets, and the Lord's like, gum. (laughs) It'd be so much easier if that was right, right, exactly. Oh man. Yeah. Well, again, like we here, that's a great, that's a great point. Like, how do we do that? And that's where you know, uh, the moral life. This is the moral life we're talking about now. Yeah, yeah. Um, But it also includes the spiritual life. Um, And so here, just listen to the church. Right. What does the church say? She, uh, She says, follow the commandments, follow the words of our Lord. Right. Love God above all things. She also says, frequent the sacraments, you know, as much as possible. Um, she also says, just again, just follow the words of the Lord. So, do almsgiving. You know, corporal works of mercy, spiritual works of mercy. Uh, just do all those. Um, pray, right? Pray every day. Um, and all you know, different circumstances require different things for different people. Uh, but nonetheless, every all of us are called to that. Um, and with this, isn't just a, I need to do this, I need to do that. Again, we, we really have to go back to, like, when we're baptized, when we uh, go to confession, when we receive communion, um, we're either, you know, given that great, uh, given that sanctifying grace in the case of baptism or confession, um, or it's increased. Uh, and again, grace is God in us. Like we're in God, right? Um, so already there's just don't, we cannot forget that there's that unity. There's that friendship that's driving this whole thing. And so it's from that place. It's from that place of strength that we then carry out other things. Um, and so this is where prayer life is so pivotal. I mean, you hear, you know, all the St. Teresa of Avila and whoever else, um, all the great saints talk about the, the almost primacy of prayer. Um, that's how you attain to this really intimate uh, affection for God, which then just spreads like crazy in terms of in your relationships with everything else. Um, and so, and just as our Lord says, first seek the, ke- the kingdom, the kingdom of God, um, and then everything else will be given to you. Um, and in this case, all that means is like really just first like pray. First, go to the sacraments. First, you know, uh, stay close to the Lord, um, and then everything else will will kind of come. the The Holy Spirit uh, teaches us how to pray. The Holy Spirit teaches us how to love others. The Holy Spirit teaches us how 
uh, we can do just little things and to build up our brothers, uh, to build up ourselves. Um, and so, yeah, that's just, it's a, it's a really difficult question though, Anthony, cause it's, that's the whole moral life. So many books have been written on it. <laughs> um, but really it's all based in just trust in the Holy Spirit, trust in the son of God, uh, in, in him incorporating us really and truly into his body, uh, trusting that God, the father is our father. Yeah. and that we are his sons first that's that's what matters most is the relationship with the blessed trinity dang so what i'm hearing then now this the, this may sound terrifying to people is like the way of of responding to god's call not not discernment but like responding to to his call of like of, of the common term that just so people kind of know what we're talking about is like discernment like to, of responding is yeah. not a i'm gonna seek out my vocation i'm gonna seek it out but rather i'm gonna love i'm just i'm just going to love in the moment to like where i've heard father mike call it like your small vocation where you're gonna i'm gonna love today because it's pretty clear how in each moment like that you're in right now how you're supposed to love where it's like this this is the right decision quote unquote and so to instead of seeking your vocation you're saying live that moral life, live that love and develop like the relationship with God first. And then as you were saying it, everything else will be given to you. It's like your, your vocation yeah. for lack of a better word, magically comes to you. Like, like that God's call comes to, comes to you. And then I, I'm going to cast a little, a line here to see if I'm guessing right. But then you, after you've lived that, after practicing and living that life of prayer, you are already so good and and practiced responding to God's call and saying yes yeah. that call comes and you say yes that's exactly right where it's like that that's moment exactly comes right. and you love mm-hmm. yeah yeah and that's the beauty of obedience uh, right and that just plays a pivotal role no matter where you are in life uh, but obedience isn't just okay I'll do what I'm told no obedience is much like charity is it in the case of obedience it's more of a union of wills um, it's a it's a kind of harmony um, like that's the ideal of obedience. Yeah. It's not just like a, oh, I really don't want to do this, but I'll ha- I'll do it because yeah, I have yeah. to. No, it's a harmony. Uh, why? Because usually, God willing, you know, those we have to be obedient to are worthy of that. I want to be more like you, you know, it, you know, in terms of like for our case, you know, Father Sullivan, Father Glenn, you know, they should be worthy of that. Um, and so yeah, just that that uniformity of wills is so uh, so important. And so as you're saying, Anthony. Uh, yeah, just living that virtuous life, it comes naturally by God's grace. Um, although, I think I would push back more on the, it's pretty easy to, to love in the here and now. Like, for me, for me, I know it's been really hard. Uh, like, it was only um, over winter break that uh, I started to, thanks be to God, started to see, like, uh, what what's kind of required of me um, in ways that I had never seen before. So in this particular example... Um, so one of the commandments, I forgot which one, third or second, have to do with keeping holy the Sabbath. Something that uh, kind of flows from that too, though, is implied in that, and you, and you see it in Genesis, is you have to work the other six days. And so many days of my life um, growing up uh, where I'm just you know playing video games, watching TV, um, not doing much to contribute to the good of my house, you know, where I could be mowing the lawn or washing dishes or, you know, whatever. Um, 
and just only recently uh, seeing like, oh, like I'm supposed to be contribu- contributing more to the good of the house. Um, and then from there starting to see like, oh, I can actually do this in the house. I didn't see that before. Oh, I could do that. Um, uh, so and like so recognize the increase in love. You recognize, yeah, exactly. Um, and it's, again, it's not just me seeing it. It's, it's, remember, God's really working in my heart. So it's both of us. It's not just him. It's both of us. He's raising us to that level. Um, I would like to ask, because that, that's a great point on, you know, it's, it's not always easy to know how to live in the here and now. Um, excellent point. So how, because you said that you came from, you're not loving to hear now, not doing maybe what, what you were called to do at, at that moment, but now you are coming and realizing, oh, I could do this, oh, I could have done, or I can do this, and ABC. How did you come to that realization? And someone who's like maybe sitting at home, like, ooh, what do I, what do, I do? Um, how did you come to that realization to have that confidence to say, this is, this is it, this is how I'm supposed to love here. Yeah, yeah. I I think at least for me, so it's been like a constant thing. Like I just like reflecting on it, just seeing different summers that I would spend. So even like coming back from college, uh, spending summers just in my room, um, not again, not doing much. Um, and there's always a sense of like guilt. There's always a sense of like I should be doing something more. Not like I should be, but like this doesn't seem like it's like it you could be doing more yeah like, like it there, could it was, be there's an yeah. opportunity that like somehow you missed yeah Something yeah like that. Okay. but I couldn't I couldn't really see it right I didn't have anyone to teach me I didn't have anyone to show me um and so I just was content with what I had and um I think something that helped me was uh uh going to so first having those experiences right so even though you know in a sense I can look back and be ashamed or whatever uh, just being grateful for those instances because they kind of led up to just a little bit of an increase in, in, in how well I see things. Um, uh, Dr. Cudebeck, a uh, professor I had at Christendom, uh, he, his big thing, so he's a, he's a philosophy professor, uh, his big thing, though, is family life and household life. Um, and I... Uh, and with that comes a connected is connected to being a man, um, and just seeing the importance there. And I'd say by God's grace too, uh, just knowing my own background, uh, just just being moved by that, um, and then seeing, again, just in prayer, just seeing its connectedness to, to my relationship with God. It just these different elements were just increasing my desire for something. I was like, mm, I'm wanting something. I'm wanting something, and then, the Lord just gave me a very clear like this is what's this is what's entailed in this commandment it involves just working um i have a, I have an interesting question that came up and it's completely off topic or not off topic but just kind of on a different line of thinking but are you i don't want to interrupt so let me know when you're done with that because i haven't oh, yeah that's good are you sure yeah okay um so so we are we are running short on time so i am going to try to make this quick um so discernment then is not so, so the sermon is figuring out right now how am I called to love yes in this moment but there are elements of like even even in in priestly discernment like we're encouraged um very much in in, in like an Ignatian way of prayer like okay picture yourself as a priest picture yourself married sort of thing and that strikes me as being very futuristic as kind of yes. like hey picture yourself there you know what would that be like for you examining the desires of the heart and things like that 
where it's very much kind of looking forward. So I was wondering, yes. um, kind of with this light of reasoning, um, with everything that you've shared, how would you, since that is, and we know that that is good discernment, um, what we've been told from our formators and things like that, is that it's good to be asking the Lord about these things that would come in the future. And so maybe maybe there's like two different levels of discernments. Um, and similar, like, like there's, like, like Father Mike would say, there's, there's two different vocations. There's the, there's, as the church would say, there's the call to holiness. Um, and that requires sort of like small scale, quote unquote, discernment. I'm using very poor like terminology here, um, but sort of like very, very practical, very tangible in the moment um, discernments of how am I called to love? Um, but then there would also be, I think, a level of discernment that comes from saying, Lord, where do you want me? I'm mm-hmm. asking, where am I going to go so that we can orient ourselves to better receive that call, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I don't know. What, what do you think about that? Yeah, yeah. So that's a big question. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, that's a very big question. I think in short, I'd say uh, one of the advantages of the uh, Ignatian way of prayer um, and using it in that way, as you're describing, Zach, um, is that it can uh, increase our charity. So that, again, the golden rule is charity. So whatever will increase our charity, by all means, go for that. Um, and so in the case of, as you were saying, considering, you know, to, you know, in prayer, thinking about what would this life look like, if you find in, that you that it encourages you that it moves you to be more selfless, to be more humble, to do more acts of love, by all means do that. That is not off limits. Hmm. Um, but again, everything is subordinated to charity. Um, and so I, so I kind of wrote here, uh, a bad rule would be one who says consolation leads to vocation. So like just because I receive consolation um, in thinking about the priesthood or whatever doesn't necessarily mean that this is a sign of okay I should keep going instead we look at its fruits is this making me more prideful is this making me more kind of standoffish right because that can seep in there Um, and that's really really pivotal it's all about charity Um, so yeah that's that's the short yeah yeah thank you how it's all cyclical it all comes back to like the the presence like how exactly. am I loving now? That's really yes. cool. Thank you. So, like, it's sounding like this is coming full circle, which was brilliant. How that, I mean, so, to, like, to begin, you've got, like, like, responding to the call is living a life of charity. Mm-hmm. And, and like, responding in the living charity in the here and now to be able to, um, in the future, like, be able to respond to whatever call he gives us and be op- to be open to the call that he gives us. And then connecting that to Ignatian spirituality where you are trying to find out where it's like, okay, when I'm meditating on this vocation or whatever, you're seeing which one leads you to charity to, con- to continue living yes. in that, yes. like, to then in the future be living in the moment of charity. It's like what, so like living charity now to then be able to live a fuller life of charity in the future to continue being better, like continue perfecting ourselves. Because mm-hmm. like, uh, like Jose Maria Escriba, so Escriba says, a saint is a sinner who keeps on trying. It's so like to mm-hmm. continue, like we're living charity now, to be able to be open to God's call, to receive what he's, and respond to what he's giving us, 
and and respond and find out what will lead us to more charity. It's like what what won't lead us to like feeling good, but what will lead us to more charity? That's did I I I, mm-hmm. I feel like I kept it, going in circles. Blown. <laughs> I, yeah. I feel like I kept going in circles because it was like a great like connection of so many different things, but I like summary of that, like yes, like, I think one one thing is it's always about the present. So yeah. don't think too much in the future I'll have more charity. Right. Because we don't know that. But that's what They're, you're going for. God willing, yes. But right. since since um this since that's beyond like what we're able to know, I just know I can love right now. Yeah. I don't know what's gonna happen in the future. If I imagine myself being more so so like let's say in prayer, right? I'm going I can imagine myself in the future and I imagine myself as more charitable, that's not that's not what the point of that I think that would be deceptive. Right. I think no, that is tricking ourselves. Again, it's just it's always going back to right now. Right. Um, because I think there again the, the the devil can seep in there and just say, like keep looking to the future, keep looking to the future, and forget the uh, now. And forget the now. Um, so that's the, that's the one thing. At least maybe I misunderstood there, Anthony. But um, that's the one thing I would I would kind of restrict, um, because we definitely wouldn't say like, like I'm sure there are some laypersons who have more charity than a priest, um, but I'm sure those same laypersons could theoretically imagine themselves having more charity in a religious life or in the priesthood um we can always imagine ourselves as better than we actually are um so i would i would i would stray i would stay away from that you know and again just like support everything to now and charity now right like it's kind of like right like that that's pretty much what i was saying unless i i think okay yeah yeah it was yeah. where you're because what you said with what in his question of the ignatian spirituality of, of like what, what do I feel like is calling me to sacrifice more, to love more, and like, and things like that? So kind of that leading back to it of, of just like I want to continue to be to be to be growing. Yeah, and yeah, so right now. What yes, I do exactly. now will continue will affect what happens in the future, type of thing. And, and like our, there is a bit of, I want to go to heaven type of thing like in the future. Is, is, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, oh, that's course. that's absolutely fantastic, dude. May I have the, some love the thoughts. Last couple. Yeah, yeah, con- con- concluding thoughts. Yeah, just concluding yeah. thoughts. Yeah, so, so what do you do? Um, so if you find in yourself that you have a movement toward priesthood or a religious life, uh, what do you do? So first, again, you don't ask the question, um, how do I know if, if I'm actually called or you know, things like that. Just accept it as a grace. We don't know, but we trust. First thing you do is pray and give thanks to God. Just give thanks to God for this grace. He can take it away anytime he wants. Just be grateful. Uh, the second thing is ponder. Um, and this means get a book of a saint who lives that life, uh, that vocation, um, and just read it. Again, that's very concrete. Someone who actually lived it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's different from thinking about what I would be like in the future. Get a book. Um, and then from there, reflect. How can I continue to grow in charity? Um, and especially in relation to this particular vocation, I, I think I'm being called to. Um, next, contact seminaries or monasteries. Uh, and then from there, be obedient to your formators. Be open. Um, and then lastly, just persevere in charity. Grow in chastity, grow in prudence, grow in all the virtues. Um, and just trust that the Lord will provide. Absolutely. Love it. I, I love it, Jose. That's, that's wonderful. Beautiful. Well... 
that's about all the time. Yeah. yeah. Jose, right. thank, thank you, you so for much having for, me. Sure yeah. Thing. For yeah. coming onto the podcast, and we'll continue to be praying for you and everything, and pray for us and all of our uh, all of our endeavors and everything. And prayer requests. Real quick, real quick, how can we pray for you guys? Definitely uh, increased fatherhood, um, or just increased like bettering myself to be a just just continue to work on myself to to live out fatherhood better yeah increase in humility for me definitely um yeah awesome and for uh one of my sponsors named mary ann she's having surgery today uh uh you, you, when you hear this this will be after the surgery has god willing gone well but prayers work outside of time so you know the drill just if you can offer a prayers that for her even now that would be pretty great so Thank you so much, guys. We love you, and we'll talk to y'all later. Peace. Peace. Peace.